everyone. Wow, it's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a while. And welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, uh, except for whoever did that song. It's been a while because I have to do that every time I say it's been a while. It's been a while. My name is Luke. I am your host of the Never Open Podcast. And with me, as always, is Mr. Andrew Guy. Say hello, Mr. Andrew Guy. Hey, I'm Andy, that Mr. Guy. And uh, my intro will not be as phonetic as yours. <laughs> no, I won't. Uh, I don't know where that came from, dude. I did not plan that. <laughs> we don't but, plan uh, anything around here. Yeah, that's for, no. That's for chumps. It is. Professionalism is uh, our job. And uh, there is a night where Chumpy ref the, like, the two opening matches, uh, three opening matches. I'm like, what's going on here? But uh, it made sense. But, you know, I'll get to that. But uh, yes, we are going to talk uh, some World Tag League, but not in the format that people might expect. Uh, any listeners of the show will know that what we usually do with these. These will be like, we'll go through the matches. We'll be in depth and all that kind of stuff. Uh, this time, uh, what I think we're doing is we're going to do a bit of a rundown and all that kind of stuff because, yeah, we're I, I think we're generally a positive podcast. We we like to spread the love of New Japan, but uh, this is World Tag League and Junior Tag League, and I think I realised why I didn't mind Tag League in the last two years, Mister Guy, and that's because at the same time was the best of the Super Juniors, you know, the the COVID version, and right. that was awesome. Uh, this time. We don't have that. It's just pure, unadulterated tag league. And, oh, my God. Like, it's okay. Yeah, it's not yeah. bad. Listen, it's not bad. There's nothing no. bad going on here. No, nope. it's not good either. <laughs> it's like, it's just, I mean, when before we start doing the podcast, I would never watch World Tag League. That was like, oh, it's a little vacation from New Japan. So then Wrestle Kingdom ramps up. You know, that's like the build, and and this is the, you know, it's this is the way to watch New Japan. And the reason is, is because to me, the by far the most boring division in New Japan has always been the heavyweight tag uh like division, always. And it's it's still that way. And so, you know, adding the juniors in, that's fine. But like now you've jun you've like heavyified the juniors, and it's just like gross. I don't know. I also have to say, uh, Mr. Guy and uh, our dear listeners, that New Japan Pro Wrestling, for better or worse, is uh, mostly tag matches. It is what it is. It's fine. You know, you get used to that. It comes normal. But when you watch mostly tag matches throughout the year, and at the end of the year, it's just a tournament filled with tag matches. It is tag match overload. And at some point, I'm just like, can we just get a singles? Oh, my God. Even if you just... Like, I don't mean two young lines at the start or anything. I just mean, oh, my God. Here, hell, just give us Honma, Honma versus Makabe before the tag starts or something. I don't know. But uh, it, it does get a bit. No, it doesn't get a bit. It it gets grueling. It, it does. Yeah, it's tedious. And so, you know, here's what I'm thinking, Luke, is that since we're really building to a big show now, and mm. it's not Wrestle Kingdom, you know, it's motherfucking Takataichi Mania. Yes. And I, you know, that's on December 19th, if you don't know. I mean, how did you not know? And now you know if you didn't before. But I just feel like that all these shows, these World Tag League shows, are really just building to that. And that's all that really matters. Fuck Team Fisherman. You know what I mean? We don't care about that. We just care about what's going on with Taichi, Shingo, and apparently Taka Michinoku. 
and yeah. Mr. Hiromu as well. So this is exciting stuff coming up for uh, Takataichi Mania, the rest of it. I love it. It's the end of the year. So, uh, you know, well, the end of World Tag League is what ostensibly like the last major New Japan show until Wrestle Kingdom. I don't I think that might yeah. be true. There might be a couple Road 2 shows before the end of the year. That's about it. So, hey, there's a, there's a few guys that uh, might have a date that are able to squeeze in and all that kind of stuff. So we've got two LIJ members, Hiromu Takahashi and uh, Takagi Shingo, that are going to be in Takataichi Mania, Mania and ah, uh, dude, we don't even need to know the cards, you and I. We're sold. We've watched, what, yeah. three of these? And we've loved all three. Absolutely had a blast. And now we've got Hiromu and Shingo in this next show. And I'm just like, um, I can't tell you to shut up and take my money twice, guys. Like, what's going on? <laughs> I mean, we could both buy it, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm excited for Can that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's fine. I just, so, you know, World Tag League, I, I don't know, Luke. Um, you know, to me, it's important how it sets up Takataichi Mania, but we do have some news. There's some uh, news that happened last mm-hmm. week. It's been like a week since we've uh, podcasted because we've just been like trying to squeeze in a day. And plus, we're just like, oh, I don't really want to talk about this. But and here we are. Six, um, six shows. Six. <laughs> yeah. Six. Come on, people. What's happening? So that's the other thing, too. Is a holiday week? You're going to fucking lay six shows on us? God damn, that's too much. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Especially after a whole year of watching all the I, I, anyway, so here's some interesting news. I don't know if we discussed this or not. Uh, is that uh, Carl Anderson has agreed to defend the, the Never Open title on December 14th, which is the next show that's gonna like be good, like for yeah. <laughs> Japan, in my opinion. So here we are, December 14th. There's that's where they're gonna be the finals for both of the World Tag Leagues. Which uh, you know who's gonna win it is probably gonna be obvious and. Uh, you know, but that's where we'll get like some big stuff to set up Wrestle Kingdom. And we're obviously going to get Hikaleo versus Carl Anderson for the Never Open title. Here we go. It'll be nice to have our Never Open uh, championship back in Japan, Mr. Guy. And at this yeah. point, you know what? I don't care who, who in, in New Japan wins it. I just want it back in Japan. Hikaleo, I'll give him a shot. Why not? Let's do it. Yeah. I just want it back just... on my TV. Hell. Yeah, I mean, there's some people I don't want to have it, but yeah, Hikaleo, that's fine, whatever, because he's not going to hold on to that for long, right? No. He'll lose. Yeah. But uh, unless unless he doesn't. <laughs> unless he doesn't. <laughs> but, oh uh, my god. You know, that's a trend. Oh, by the way, it's seven shows because there was one at the start seven? of the week. So, dude, that's insanity. You know how much that would take us if it was a G1? We'd have to split it in half. It'd be like four hour show. We're and not it's doing like, that. <laughs> We want people listening to the show to have fun. Yeah. And listening to us be bored for like four hours. Dude, we w- they wouldn't just hate it. By the time it had ended, you and I would be like, oh, fuck yeah. you, man. Oh, fuck you. This is boring. You know, we'd, be, <laughs> we'd be snippy and sniping at each other because we're just like, oh, fuck's sake. So, yeah. Because there are – look, I'm not going to lie and say it's all bad. It's definitely not. There are some things in these uh, shows that I like. But there's also some things that actually give me that feeling of, oh, for fuck's sake, really? Again? <laughs> really? Really? Well, let's uh, let's talk about some highlights then. What are some things amongst these three million shows 
that All you right. enjoyed, Luke. All right. The first thing I want to mention, because I feel like it's actually a little newsworthy as well, is from last night's show. It was uh, during the Kushida and Kevin Knight match versus Wild Asses. Uh, the, the main thing here is uh, Kevin Knight not wearing young lion trunks. He comes out in uh, orange pants and all this kind of stuff. So, hey, someone's graduated mid-tour. Congratulations to Mr. Kevin Knight. And, uh, you know, hey, you got to graduate somehow, somewhere. And uh, it's only he's only a young lion kind of newbie. And, uh, hey, he's... He, I tell you what, he's been a highlight too. I'm falling in love with his drop kicks. His agility he's is good. insane. I'm confused though about the whole young lion situation because it's like, does that is he on excursion now, and he goes back to America as a regular yeah. wrestler? Oh, you no. know what I mean? Like I don't, we don't fucking know anymore. And like the pandemic screwed up the young lion system, and New Japan was like, cool, we'll, we'll screw it up too. We'll help you with that. So here we are. But, uh, well, I mean, I hope he sticks around if that's the case. But it seems to me that he's just another one of these interchangeable guys that can come in every once in a while, you yeah. know. And I'm and happy strong. This, you know, this is great, you know, great experience for him. And if he's got orange trunks now, I mean, if that's what we're talking about here, then whew, I'm worried about what else you liked. I was anything else that's like... <laughs> Well, I thought that was kind of newsworthy, but I have to, I have, to <laughs> I have to think to myself though that if if you're a young lion, it doesn't matter where you're training. Like you want to you want to wrestle in Japan, don't you? Not strong, not, yeah. none of that stuff. I mean, All right, so I guess uh, do you want to? We'll split them up in halves so that'd be easier for my brain to handle, Mister Guy. Uh, I want to save what we love the absolute most and what I've been loving the absolute most of this whole tour for last before we move on to other things, uh, and that is uh, the Suzuki-Goon uh, LIJ feud with Taichi and Shingo. So well, I want to save that because I've been loving it. But would, you want to start with um, Junior Tag League or World Tag League? I don't care. I don't want to start with any of it. But, <laughs> I mean, like, okay, so Junior Tag League. Okay, so we got Leo Rush and... Yo, we're going to make it to the finals and lose, right? I mean, isn't that, or are oh, they going to win? So. And then they're going to go to Wrestle Kingdom and face fucking, um, you know, beat Aussie or uh, United Empire, Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, there's only a few paths here that they've allowed. I can't imagine the LIJ team is going to make it to the finals. I, I just, I don't see that happening. You know, maybe it will, but I just feel like they're there to lose. So yeah. I don't know. That's, there's my, there's my review of, <laughs> Junior Super Tag League. All right. So <laughs> let me do some uh, professionalism before we move on. We got our st current standings. Everyone who's listening, we've got Ace Austin and Chris Bay on eight. Uh, Akira TJP. Oh, they have eight. Okay. Yeah, Akira TJP, Alexander Lindemann, Bushi and T10, and Yomi Rush. All of those teams have eight. Oh. So you think with the bottom half of the table, they might have uh, evened out some of the wins or losses, you know, because they're obviously not in the running. So even those out a bit, right? Yeah, no, Rob, uh, Flying Tigers, uh, Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask are on four. The Wild Asses, that's what I call them, uh, Taguchi and Clark Connors, they're on four. Then you've got Kushida and Kevin Knight, who is a young lion, on two. <sighs> Kushida then you've got fucked over, man. Damn, then you've, I feel bad for him. Then you've got show, oh, Kushida. Dude, yeah. it's... Uh, what the fuck in Japan? It's not like he meant like it's not like he meant it. I know Wato is fine. He's doing well in the role that he's been given. But no offense to Wato. Everyone would rather that be Kushida, right? Of course. Like, 
Yeah. Then we got Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Doki, a team I was really looking forward to. Now I'm just like, oh, who gives a fuck? Because they're at zero, absolute zero, losing almost the same time way every time Kanemaru misses with the spit. Doki gets fucking crushed. And then Sho and Dick Togo. I know everyone hates House of Torture, but the reason why they work is because they win until when it matters and then they don't, you know? But if yeah. they just lose every single time, then who cares about if seeing them lose? We see it all the time. And it's just turning them into absolute comedy joke things. I know that. And the thing is, Mr. Guy, can I posit a question to you? Why are they like, pushing Yo more than Show? I don't know. Like, what did Show do? Remember I when everyone I, on commentary was saying that Show was like the one to watch and Yo yeah. was not quite like that? Remember that? Now it's like, Yo, 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 yo. Dude, there's oh, an yeah. interview. There's an interview on our feed with Chris Charlton from like three years ago or maybe four years ago where we're talking about, you know, who are the wrestlers to watch? And he's like, Show Tanaka. It's all about Show Tanaka. And that's what everybody was saying four years ago. Here we are. And Show's a comedy character who gets a wrench out and gets foiled every time. And every time. It's just, I mean, it's just, it's sad. Uh, you know, because I, I just find him way more interesting, and I still think he's a way better wrestler than Yo. I just, Yo's a generic baby face, so he's going to get the push, I guess. I don't know, man. But he's so boring. You think and, so? Oh, my God. Maybe <laughs> I've mentioned it on the show before, but here's some things <laughs> I like. Here's some things I like. I have enjoyed uh, Chris Bay. Uh, this is his Japanese debut. Uh, in uh, New Japan, so uh, you know, I know he's been in Bullet Club for a while now, but that's on Impact and Strong, I guess. Uh, two things I don't watch, so it is pretty rad to see him and Ace Austin tag teaming in this tournament. They've been entertaining to watch. I dig them. Uh, I have to admit, TJP and Akira, man, they're fucking crisp. They, yeah, they they're have, awesome. When when they were first together, I don't don't think it was. Yeah, they've gotten better together. It is so don't crisp think, and snappy. Oh, I mean, don't you amazing. think in a way that they kind of look better than everybody else in the tournament, yeah. like by yes. far? And it's just like it's not even close. I mean, to me, that's kind of how it's it seems so far. Maybe I'm forgetting somebody, but like the champs me, can't though, take it easy. The champs I are the mean, champs. The champs don't want to look bad. They're fucking you know rocking it. And I yeah. just and they're getting booked so strong. It's like I mean, whoever whoever's going to beat them, you know, I don't know. Yep, they've only lost one match, yeah. which has been against uh, Bushi and uh, Titan. Uh, Bushi got the pin, by the way, so uh, that, if that cushions the blow for yourself, uh, <laughs> rather than Titan. I did watch Titan pin Doki, which broke my soul. Oh. And this was, yeah. look, this was what pissed me off. Like, I'm all right. Okay, Bushi and Titan have beaten the champs. Okay, cool. So uh, they can probably eat a loss next match, right? Who are they wrestling? Kanemaru and Doki. I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe if, even have Kanemaru win. I don't I don't mind at this point. What are you doing? Yeah. <sighs> Why do, I feel like I feel like it's not just us and a lot of uh, Western fans and, and stuff that have pegged on to the fact that Doki is gnarly as hell. Bump Machine, who does has, uh, you know, great signature moves and an awesome finisher and all that kind of stuff. I feel like the crowd's into him, too. Like, yeah. why are you Yoshihashiing this guy? I'm, and just, I like Yoshihashi, I guess. I like, I'm one of those weirdos, but 
Doki's amazing. He is amazing. Remember that match when uh, Hiromu came back and uh, Doki was his tune-up to yeah. say, like, hey, I'm back and I'm, I'm fine? They wrestled for half an hour. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. It and, was amazing. You know, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Doki came off that hot match with with uh, Taichi at Taka Taichi Mania, like 2.5 or whatever, and the crowd yeah. knew it. And the next show that he was on, he was over, and he's been over ever since. And it's like, okay, time to do something with him. Now, I know they have a million wrestlers and stuff, but all we're asking for is a couple fucking points in a tournament. Look, I'm not asking New Japan to suddenly make Doki the Hiromu Takahashi of the division. I'm not an idiot. Well, I am, but I'm not that dumb. <laughs> and <laughs> what I am asking is, can I see him win every once in a while? And I don't mean like the amount of times Yoshihashi would win in a G1 or something like that. I mean like, just let me see him get some pins. Don't make him Young Lions. Just let me see it. Let me see that sometimes this guy's a threat. Please. Please. I'm fucking begging for it. Yeah, it's, really like, it's like House of Torture now. Where, like, if they never win, then they're not much of a threat, are they? You know, so it's the same thing. They have to be a threat. I'm not asking them to be the top of the division, but they need to win enough so when they lose, everyone in the crowd's just like, yay! That's why you don't put House of Torture on last. Because you only put House of Torture on in a main event if they're finally going to get their comeuppance and get their ass kicked. Otherwise, put them in the middle. Get the crowd riled up and have House of Torture win in the next match. Hey, everyone's happy because the face is won. It's how hard is this? And well, you know, it is a little more complicated than that. But I know what you're saying. You know, I just I know. I'm also I'm also loving Alex Zane and Al Linderman. You've yeah. got I like how the big guy is the flippy one, and the the the, the smaller guy is the powerhouse. <laughs> just that just that contrast is absolutely fantastic. They're a lot of fun too. Uh, you know, uh, Bushi Titan, Yo and Leo Rush, their teams that are in this tournament. <laughs> I like Bushi though. I like Bushi. I really like Bushi. All right, uh, Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask. They've been fine, but like I see Tiger Mask there, and I'm just like, all the young people are just going to beat him most of the time. And then if they win, Robbie's going to get the pins, which is what's happened. Uh, we got Taguchi and Clark Connors, which I thought after their Super Juniors match was a match made in heaven. And I thought, oh, my God, this is going to be absolute, like, comedy gold. Maybe it's there's not. a – maybe No, maybe there's a match where Clark Connors gets pantsed and under his trunks are red undies like Taguchi or something, like all these silly funny things. I mean, they come out and, like – Aussie they drink a beer, crocodile Dundee right? hats and drink beer and they have tote bags. And I'm like, okay, but they're just trying tra- to sell merch. It's like, I don't know. Stop, man. T- stop, stop, stop stealing Yano shit. He's the merch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't. They've, and, they've not hit like they should, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah. I mean, their matches have been good, but it's just kind of like, like you said, it's like, where's the, where's the fun stuff? That little extra spark. Yeah. yeah. But I have to say, I know, you know, t- we have th- I, opinions on TJP and stuff, but TJP and Akira, they're the two to watch. Their matches have been the absolute best almost every single uh, junior tag league night. Absolute yeah. crispness. Oh, you wouldn't, what do you like, think? Okay. So do yeah. you think that, uh, that United Empire is the best faction now? Yeah. They're, they kind of yeah. are, right? They're like the best yep. faction, like winning wise, like 
uh wrestling wise i mean they're all amazing right i mean like hanare's their like worst wrestler and he's pretty damn good yeah <laughs> you know so to back out a compliment but it's not one i disagree with myself as well but uh oh and another delight and i've already mentioned it is kevin knight like mm-hmm. kushida likes to put uh, opponents up for an electric chair drop and kevin knight will run up and do a absolute gigantic shotgun drop kick kind of kind of drop kick onto the opponent and that's nuts he'll do it from someone sitting on the top turnbuckle he'll do it like that too and i'm just like man a card is going to kick your ass if you keep doing that in the back like you, one night you're going to get a, a young lion match with okada and he's just going to give you a whooping in five seconds like <laughs> stop outclassing him with those drop kicks kevin knight just be careful there <laughs> stop stealing his shit <laughs> yeah. well. so i like to think like just now i've mentioned both negatives and positives that I've had about the Junior Tag League. And I have to say, I like Junior Tag League more than Heavy Tag League. And a big part of that is TJP and Francesco Akira. Not just that they're wrestling like the best team, but they're the champions. So I'm going to switch it. Yeah. Uh, If you want want to add anything to that, you can, but I'm happy to switch to the Heavyweight Tag League. Well, let me yeah, let me think, talk a little yeah. bit about the heavyweight tag league. Um, Do it. And eventually, eventually we're going to start like laughing and having a good time. We promise. Uh, but like, here's the problem with the heavyweight division that's that's occurred. And like it, it happens anytime there's a two on two tag team is that New Japan has a formula for that match, which I'm not mad at. Every match has a formula, and that's kind of one of the fun things about New Japan is their formula is a little different, and sometimes they change it up and stuff, and that's part of the game within the game of watching pro wrestling. They don't yep. change the formula much in these uh, World Tag League matches. It's like, no. you know, how many how many times are we going to see double submission, then double submission reversed, and then, oh, no, look, they're going to do their double tag move, but there's a guy getting up on the apron. Oh, knock him off, and then double tag move for the win. I mean, it's just... It's just the same shit in every match, yeah. and it's so is it, boring because who cares it, anyway? Yeah. Is it bad? No. But mix it up, guys. Come on, man. Have different – yeah. Uh, and you know what? You know what the, the best double submission was I've seen these seven shows? It was done by two young lions. Uh, they had uh, – <laughs> it was done on night seven. Let me just uh, – I wrote this down. Just keep it with me. I'll scroll down. Damn right. Well, thanks for, so thanks for narrating. <laughs> <laughs> narrating my scrolling process. All right. It was uh, uh, Oscar. Uh, Lube. The, the, yeah. The guy who looks like he could already beat everybody's ass up. <laughs> and Yuto, Yuko, yeah, Yuto Nakashima versus uh, Shane Haste and Mikey Nichols. Now. Why did that uh, happen anyway? I don't know. Why Why are wrestlers that are in tag league wrestling? Uh, why do they get the extra disadvantage of wrestling an extra night when most of the other tag match, you know, tag teams don't? It, yeah, it doesn't matter. But my my thing is, uh, Oscar and Yuto get them both men in brabs, but the but Yuto and Oscar are facing each other, and then as they lean forward to make the the brab even bigger, they start fucking getting each other's face and start yelling at each other because you know young lion machismo, right. their, their head foreheads are touching, they go, rah rah, I'm a fucking and then they immediately lose after that but that one spot that was my favorite double submission of the seven shows and it was done by two young lions that are hungry and uh like 
you know, just want to whoop ass. And yeah, I, I, I feel you. I feel you, man. So. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, okay. Let's... So here's here's some like some stuff to talk about though. Like, okay, so Team Fisherman, they debuted new music, they debuted new gear, new fishing poles, and everything. And when I saw you that, were, I was like, oh, well, I was like, there's a couple reasons I was happy, and you know, one of them was, well, I guess I don't have to watch World Tag League because they're winning. <laughs> So that's one thing. The other thing is, is that this is going to keep Goto in a tag team for a long time and he, he won't be anywhere near any singles titles, which makes me very happy. So, but at the same time, I mean, what did you think when you saw them debut all their new shit? Were you like me? Were you like, oh, well, they're winning. They're, they're, or they're going to make it to the finals at least. They make it into the finals or they're going to just miss out or something like that. They're going to score like in the top three teams for sure. Uh, they're already kind of like up there there's a lot of teams on four so uh yeah but they uh beat, they you know beat what one of the one of the favorite teams already so if, you know if i was if i was new japan pro wrestling i'd probably go with naito and sonata since neither men have anything to do at wrestle kingdom and that's weird but uh if i was me and i am me i would just do a rematch between aussie open and ftr uh because yeah. uh kyle fletcher and mark davis uh, like much like Francesco Akira and TJP are fucking crushing it this tournament, and I have to I have to say by the way there's uh there's five Aussies in New Japan right now, and, oh, and uh, yeah. I'm absolutely loving that. Uh, Kyle Fletcher, Mark Davis, Shane Haste, Mikey Nichols, and Robbie Eagles. So Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm kind of proud of that. It's uh, that's. My, I mean, my favorite you, promotion in the world is showcasing Aussie wrestlers, and I'm just like, oh, f- fuck yes. <laughs> did you guys buy a new didgeridoo oh, to celebrate? No, we did. Definitely. <laughs> what's uh, going on with I, Jonah? Have you heard Have you heard uh, what's going on with Jonah? Have you heard what the dirt sheets are saying about Jonah, Luke? Yeah, they're saying that, like, oh, you can make it and get over in other places? Oh, come back to WWE. Yeah, apparently like, he has an offer on the table, according to the dirty sheets. The dirts, and the I, dirty. I can't blame the guy. He's got a family. I understand all that kind of stuff. But I would be one spitting twice shy, and uh, uh, I'm a selfish, greedy bastard that would rather see him wrestle in New Japan Pro Wrestling because he's absolutely fantastic here. And yeah. uh, I think he could be something big. I th- even think he could be a... Uh, IWGP heavyweight champion at of some course. point. Of course. Sure. Yeah. Like next year, Wrestle Kingdom, like if he were to wrestle a lot next year, I mean, he could turn face and, you know, face Jay White. They made him, they made him, you know? it, it, the G1 didn't just make him. It wasn't the whole G1 that made him. I think like the start of that was beating Okada. That was like, oh, holy shit. Like the rest of his yeah. tournament was great, but he had to beat someone like God, one of the big top so guys. Good. Yep. Man, Absolutely fantastic. loved it. Okay, so, yeah. so there's other teams in, in World All Tag. right, so let's go through the standings. We've got uh, Aussie Open at the top on six. Uh, uh, Bisher, Fisherman on four. Same, same, same with uh, Naito, Sonata, Suzuki Archer, Grodo Khan, Hanare, and Shane Haste and Mikey Nichols. On two, which is something I'm quite happy about, is uh, Battle Fale and Chase Owen. So they're not winning anything, so that's, 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 that's great. Weirdly enough, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Toriyano are on two. Uh, by the way... Did you see the match where Tanahashi even put his hands on Chumpy? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, he's, yeah he's so we figured it out, though. There's like this 
there's this anime that's I, it's called like high school toughs or some shit. I sent it to you. I can't remember what it is, but they're dressed mm. up like these two characters from an anime that are named Toru and Hiroshi. So the crowds even chanting like when there's been some cheering crowds, they're even chanting Hiroshi instead of Tanahashi at, at Hiroshi Tanahashi. And, and they're ah. dressed like them with the pompadours and this, and this whole like, you know, gimmick where they, they sit there and, you know, stare at their opponents. And so that's why he's heel in this tournament is because he's just, he's just pretending to be an anime character with his buddy Yano. <laughs> well, it's how serious I've the been, world tag league is folks. I've been, Hey, uh, I, I I always dig me some Tanahashi, and when he does something like heelish, like he is such a handsome baby face man that when he does something heelish, every time I'm just like, what are you doing, you sneaky son of a bitch? What is that? And then everyone's just like, yay, because he, he, you know everyone knows it's just a bit of fun. And then uh, other teams we've got uh, Alex uh, Android and Gabriel Kid, and then uh, Evil and Yujiro. Both those teams are on fucking zero. So, yeah, uh, same complaint with Evil and Yujiro. Uh, I mean, look, Evil and Show, why are you making them all look like chumps? you got to make them look like threats, so when they finally get their ass kicked, you're like, yay, I said that. Yeah, I'll move on. Uh, Alex Coughlin, hey, I said it. Or is hey, it say it right? It's, no, uh, you didn't, but that's okay. Oh, fuck. Alex C and Gabriel Kidd have been amazing. They have to be. Are They're they new... They but make, they're like yeah. against each other. They're kind of having problems because they keep losing matches. And so I'm assuming they'll end up having a singles match or something like that. Uh, I think that I think they really they really like Gabe Kid a lot, you know, and I, I think, think so. that they they've given him so many chances and they want him to, you know, to do good. And I do, too. What do you think, Luke, of Gabe Kid? He he is a soccer hooligan, as you predicted years ago. Like literally years ago, you said that, and like uh, <laughs> now he's literally running around Japan with fucking uh, soccer jerseys on, celebrating World Cup with with fans. What do you think of all this? I I love it. It, it was uh, one of my early Gabriel Kid fantasy dream book entries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't know what he needed to do to. Uh, help himself out i'm glad he, he did it because wow this gabriel kid we're seeing now is so much fun to watch he's come out of his shell his moveset's fun I, I like him like when he's in the ring i'm watching him i'm like yeah i'm not 100 sure on the uh tenzan skunk hair but uh, if it's fit, if it does fit his uh soccer hooliganness and you can always change the colors of that to be like you know i can see him coming out as a heel one night uh say I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about the World Cup, and it's in Qatar and fuck Qatar, so I'm not watching any any of it. Uh, but he should come out in Japan to uh, the winning side of something, and uh, you know they're in the losing side's town or something like that. And you know the, the hair, his skunk hair is in those colours. That'd be very soccer hooligan <laughs> as well. <laughs> you think he, he's drunk all the time too? You think he is, right? I mean. <laughs> I mean, that's like part of it. That's that, there's some movie. I think it's I think it's Euro Trip. I think it's that movie. And it's like an underrated part of that movie where uh, the guy, one of the guys from Lock, Stock and Smoke, Two Smoking Barrels, he shows up in it and he's a crazy soccer hooligan. And he show, he he's like he grabs two bottles of beer and takes his shoves them in his eyes and undoes the, the caps with his eyes. <laughs> it's like, 
greatest bar trick I've ever seen. I I love that. (laughs) It's Vince whatever. Vince something. You know who I'm talking about. He's in the soccer movie. Like that guy. You know him. Oh, uh, dude, he used to play um, Premier League um, football. So right, I know you yeah. mean Vince. Vince something. Vince. Yeah, he's the Vince guy, and he he has the Desert Eagle in one of those, you know, Guy Ritchie movies. Vinny. And, yeah, Vinny, that's his name. So World Tag League, uh, you know, has some stuff going on in it. Yeah. Who do you think's gonna win, Luke? Um, well, just let me <laughs> first that there's a reason that the heavies one is nowhere near as exciting or interesting. And that's because their titles are on FDR and they're on AEW every week. And you know what I say? Every time I see them on AEW, I read, I put on the Tweety, you should be in Japan. FDR should be in Japan. Like for tag league, at least that would have given it that an extra bit of excitement and interest seeing FDR interact with all these guys. Instead, they're not here. These like what I've become accustomed to with New Japan is having the damn champs in the tournament. It makes it fun, makes it more interesting. It sets up, uh, it sets up. It might set up a title match which they'll win later on, and then they'll fight whoever won the tournament. That kind of thing. I like that stuff. They're not here, so. Yeah. What do you think of this? Like, okay, so here's a weird angle to take on this, but it's just like to me. Okay, say you put your you're, I don't know. I'm just thinking of what like an average person thinks about wrestling in, in Japan, for example. Do they just like the average person who's a wrestling fan know who FTR is? And if they do, do they feel like that they have enough crossover potential or power to, you know, carry your titles around? Like, is that good for the titles? You know what I'm saying? Like, because like, I, you know, if you if you have someone who's like got prestige, like like just use John Cena, for example, if you run a promotion and somehow you can get your title on John Cena, but it's just going to be out of your promotion for a year. That doesn't matter because he's going to be carrying your title around. Is this helping these titles? The FTR is carrying them around and having them on TV in America. I mean, I don't know. New Japan titles in Japan. That's kind of where they belong. Uh, Not only that, like, I feel like. uh it maybe FTR having those titles isn't necessarily for the Japanese crowd. It's to be like when Wrestle Kingdom happens, it's to bring eyes. Oh, FTR well, is going to be at this Wrestle Kingdom thing. Cause I, I do feel like they have a pretty big audience for rest and rest and fans. So I feel like that's more for the uh, international crowd than us. Oh, you know, the Japanese, I should say. I mean, we, you know, America's the center of the world. So you are the international crowds. It's just, you know, Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I guess they do have, uh, you know, Dynamite and Rampage are on New Japan World in, you know, Japan. So I guess Mm -hmm. that part makes sense that they get to see their champions on the American show. I just, I don't know, man. I hate those titles. Anyway, so I'm just like, I don't really care about them. I just care about them when Okan on the cob have them, and that's it. So I'm just like, I feel, I I feel like the six mans have a bit more prestige on them right now. And they're on a joke team full of you know, wacky losingness. I don't, but uh, I, don't I feel I like they've done that. more work. No, I feel like they've done, apart from maybe when Okan on the cob has them, like, like, I'm not insane, or Techers or something like that. I don't know. Like, there's, there's always stints with that tag title, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, they exist, you know, rather than be like, oh, this is going to be a really cool tag title match. But I feel like they've done, tried to at least, tried to do more to keep those 
Six man, six man never is a little bit more prestigious, well, I guess. I don't but... know because the team that holds them loses every fucking tournament match that they have. So I don't know, man. Um, right? Because isn't isn't the who has those? Isn't it isn't it the torture house torture guys? Or am I wrong? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. House of torture does indeed. So they're getting so those champions are getting buried, you know. So I don't know if that's helping, but anyway. Uh, what about like okay? So if we've gone through all the teams, can we talk about stuff we like now? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, who do I think will win that? Um, I'm look. Even I'm gonna say this is either Aussie Open or Naito Sonata, but it's beneath Naito to even be in this tournament. I I have to admit. So uh, I mean, here's why my would prediction. He give a fuck. Team Fisherman goes to the finals. They face Aussie Open and they lose. And that allows Aussie Open to get that title match that we wanted. And that also, you know, is a way to put those guys over. And, and nobody cares if Goto and Yoshihashi lose. Yeah. Let's talk about some stuff, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, Takataichi Mani coming up on December 19th. One of the yes. cool, like, probably the best thing that's happened on these tournaments is that on night, you know, the first night of the tournament, we had a big, like, uh, multi-man tag match. And it's Suzuki Yoon versus... Uh, lij and just for no reason out of nowhere shingo and uh and taichi just start going nuts on each other they start fucking hitting lariats and they won't stop and there's like like taichi hit a canadian sumo throw on shingo luke canadian that's crazy and so they won't stop fighting and it's so much fun and there's a double count out and this keeps happening and getting ramped up and ramped up and it's led to the announcement of a match on Takataichi Mania for the Kapow Trophy. It's going to be Shingo, the champion, or the trophy holder, versus Taichi. And they have released which types of matches that could happen. What, oh, did my you God. Get that? I, I, yeah. What yeah, yeah. All right. I just hit the translate button now. Uh, so Taichi's choice is uh, a 30 minutes uh, all count point match. I guess uh, whoever gets the most uh, pins in that time, I guess. Is that right? I'm not sure I, what that means. Yeah, maybe it's sure. lost in translation. Maybe the maybe it's on New Japan World, and uh, I should just go there. But Shingo's oh immediately sounds more interesting to me. It is a Takagi style last man standing match lumberjack death match, and I'm just like, <laughs> I want to go to there. That's all I have to you know. I want to go yeah. to. It's so hang on, I'll, I'll, it's on New Japan World. I kind of like the 30 minute all count point thing because they did that before remember but it was like the first one to 10 or that maybe it was 10 minutes yeah. long remember that that was cool and they did a bunch of things like that i really like that we, we did see uh at one point uh tai chi put uh the gato clutch on shingo for like a 10 count on the outside which didn't count oh, and then shingo used the ground cobra and got the three count you know so that's been fun well and then uh on the last night uh that i watched uh Taichi got his revenge with the Gator Clutch, so uh, <laughs> it's all happening. But, dude, he's Taichi's match. I'm glad I looked it up on World. So uh, he was World Cup-inspired. Uh, it's all about managing the clock, Taichi says, and he's brought forth a 30-minute high-score high match. In the 30-minute bout, every referee count from top rope breaks and illegal actions through ringouts and pinfalls will count towards a point total. Oh. With the most points after 30 minutes winning. Uh, what? Uh, so does that mean do, like, okay, please let's do say that you get chumpy referee that. 
Right. And like, okay, so here's what that means to me is that, okay, say I've already pinned you three times and I got like seven points from my pins, but then I have to use a rope break and you have to count me out while all those counts get subtracted from my point total. Is that, is that kind of yeah. what they're doing? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That sounds complicated and cool. I like it. Yeah. So Taichi responded with the uh, Takagi style lumberjack at last man standing match. Lum lumberjacks will be around ringside to ensure that action is kept in the ring in oh, contrast man. to the recent tag team matches. Meanwhile, victory is only obtained when a pinfall is followed by a 10 count KO a la classic <laughs> Texas death match. So Shingo suggested that uh, this way there will be no flukes and something decisive will win the match. Well, also promising the LIJ members on uh, you know, like uh, Hiromu and others might uh, be on both sides for the to help out. So that would be fun. Oh my god, that uh, can I have both of these? Can they just do yeah, both? Maybe they will. And you know, the other thing we didn't mention is that a new trophy will finally be presented on this night. So Takataichi Mania really working its way, you know, uh, into the lifeblood of New Japan as part of the beating heart. Do you think they're doing decent numbers, like or better numbers than they think? I think that last show was fucking packed, and I feel like that, you know, they're doing some buys, and I think that they realize this is something they can make a little money on, and here we are, you know. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, not only that, like it's a pretty good indication that uh, if that that's you know they got Shingo and Hiromu in this show, so usually it's all the Suzuki Goon buddies, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, Okay, cool. So like, <laughs> I'm all for it. Hiromu and Taka Michinoku have been kind of doing a mini feud over the Hiromu roll thing where he <laughs> rolls around or whatever. Um, I don't know. It's like it's like a rolling sunset flip kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about, right? And yeah. so they're they're gonna have a match at Taka Taichi Mania, and I don't know much about it other than they're gonna have a match, which is fucking great. Those are big Sold. stars on Takataichi Mania, you know? Yeah, so they must be doing some buys. Like, I feel like you and I are the only two Westerners that, uh, well, A, cover these, and B, uh, we've live-tweeted at least one of them, and uh, we couldn't figure out what the hashtag was because it was in Japanese, but you figured it out, like, <laughs> partway through the show. So, uh, yeah, these shows, like... I know everyone might be a bit wrestling fatigued and uh, there's been a lot of pay-per-views. I know it's holiday season and all that coming up as well. I understand all that. But everyone, you, you buy yourself an early Christmas present or ask someone to buy it for you. Get some Takataichi Mania. They're fucking fun. You'll be introduced to some uh, new fun wrestlers. Uh, don't be surprised if a stardom lady or two turns up because at least one or two usually does which is always cool. We've had Micah and uh, Murray, uh turn up. So we saw Micah at, uh, at tagging with Goto in that match. Uh, she suplexed Tanahashi after she got slapped. Nice. And uh, and uh, Murai won the Rambo in the zero, uh, zero hour. That's the pre-show on AEW with the, uh, you know, the, the pre-show. Yeah, Master Watto's sister. And, yeah. uh, you know, and we know we'll see and all the, of our favorites, yeah. Karate Lady, boy! Uh, and, Lady you know, Bread. various others, Rhythm, you know, um, yeah. all that's oh. going to be great. Yeah, yeah, we got Super Tall Dude, a.k.a. Andre the Dickhead. I mean, it's going to be tremendous. I can't wait. 
That's right, as dubbed by Zack Sabre Jr., of course, since it's got the... Yeah, what's uh, he going to do? I can't wait to see what he's going to do, you know. Um, yeah. I just... See, here's the other thing that is not being... We haven't said yet, is that, like, um, the Takataichi Mania matches get way more crazy, and they are allowed to use other styles. I mean, that's what we talked about. There's been death matches and all kinds of stuff like that. So I feel like that the... Um, Kapal Trophy match will be way crazier than we think it's going to be, and I'm excited for that. Yeah, uh, Taka runs some good shows, and uh, I must—I'd love to think they're getting some buzz. So, uh, hell yeah, put some stars on it, make it fun, and you know, uh, Hiromi's and uh, Taka's not Taka's not uh, Taka's more in the Gato school of booking. So, yes, he's going to book himself in a match with Taka Michinoku. Uh, sorry, not Taka. We can't book himself in a match with himself, with Hiromu, But uh, Taka's losing. Like he doesn't book himself to win, but he's gonna make himself look good. He's gonna make Hiromu work for it, but uh, <laughs> he's gonna job out like he usually does at these shows. So, and uh, yeah, as, speaking of death matches, at least one or two of these that we've watched. Uh, what's the death match guy that broke Despy's jaw? Chunkasai. Yeah. Yeah, he might be on it. And I think that that was one of the reasons why this has got so much hype is because of the match he had with Desperado uh, last two Tai Chi Mania's ago or whatever. So. Yeah, Jun Kasai. And there was one with Jun Kasai and Honma versus Doki and El Desperado in that in a yeah tag team death match. And it looks awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> I remember, Haremu wore the crown of, of thorns <laughs> made of barbed wire. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that was amazing so yeah uh i like the the two shows i'm looking forward to in the next uh few weeks it's the final night because uh, of uh, world tag league because uh, yes we'll have a never open title match thank goodness then fuck off back to wwe uh mr machine gun we had a good story there you getting the uh never open title on the 10th anniversary of the belt and you freaking Oh, whatever, man. You're after the money, your families, whatever. It's fine. Uh, but it's my favorite belt, so he should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, a couple of days, even more. And Jay and Akata are going to be on that show too, by the way, the final night of the tag leagues. And then we've got... Well, that's, uh, that's another thing we didn't talk show. about, is how those two guys haven't been on any of these shows. And it's like, what, they don't even care. <laughs> it's like, I just, I don't know. Okay, we beat up World Tag League enough. I'm sorry. I just yeah. Look, uh, I I I'm still going to continue to watch them in live tweety. I think some people have noticed that some 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 of my tweeties are rather nice and complimentary, and then at some point I'm just like, Ugh, uh, you know, in in tweety form, and the the grumpy part of my grumpy two EB comes out. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey everyone if you've uh, listened this far and uh, you think hey i want to interact with these guys you can do that uh we can do it on the the tweety while it still lasts so i'm at grumpy 2eb mr guy is at drusifer tweets collectively we are at never open pod and if you like something a bit more long form or voicey you can do that too uh, send us a written or voicemail at neveropenpod at gmail.com uh, also, we have a Teamspring store where you can buy merch that will make you look never as fuck. There you go. Professionalism is my job. Well, Luke. <laughs> yep. So Andor wrapped up. And yeah. uh, 
I gotta say, I'm just sad ever since Andor ended because it was so awesome and the ending was amazing. And I know you care, so that's why I'm telling nice. you. Because I'm well, I love the entertainment tremendous show, tremendous show. But here's <laughs> uh, last night, I almost couldn't go to bed. All right, I was like, I've been seeing all these ads on my phone. Like, you know, I sometimes you get you feel like that, you know, the uh algorithm gods have selected you. You will watch the show and I'm going to make you do it. And that's kind of what's happened with this Wednesday Adams Family show that's on Netflix. So I started watching it last night and it's fucking great. It's like it's way better than I ever thought it could be. It's kind of like a Harry Potter ripoff, but like it's like Harry Potter for like goth Americans. That's kind of what it's like. And it is tremendous. I didn't know this, but Tim Burton directed it. And so, like, everything is cool. Um, the only problem I have with it is that, like, Gomez is uh, played by a really great actor, Luis Guzman, but he's barely oh, in it. And, and that's oh. a good thing. Because, like, it's just kind of like, uh, he just kind of sits there. And it's like, mm, okay. the he's Everybody else in it is fantastic so far. Now, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm only a couple episodes in, but I was like, I don't want to go to bed. I just want to watch this forever because it is tremendous. I can't believe it, how good it is. What's happening? Cool. I, I I I can't remember the Wednesday lady's name, but uh, I saw her, her in a movie recently called X uh, with uh, Mia Goth, and I thought she was great in that. So uh, if she's great in that. She'll probably be a pretty good Wednesday too. So all right, I'll check I'll check that out. Jenna Ortega, right? So like okay, that's yeah, who that yeah. is, and I I've never heard of her, but um. I'm still waiting for X to show up where I don't have to pay twenty dollars to watch it and you know happen at some I think point. it's on Prime uh, now. Yeah, but not for me it isn't. So I, oh. I mean if I want to pay twenty bucks yeah. it is. But uh Christina Ricci's in it. She plays like one of the teachers and Catherine oh, Zeta Jones is is Morticia. So like it's I mean, it's great. That's a good cast. I don't know. I'm shocked by how good it is. And like the, like, I, I was like feeling excitement. I was like watching, I'm like all excited. I'm like, I got better calm down. I gotta go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I really like it. Oh my it. goodness. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll check that out. Um, I, I don't think that'll be too tough a sell to, uh, to get no, you interested in it's checking it out. It's tremendous, man. It's, it's like a broad type thing. But if you, you know, I, I just, it's really funny in the way that it should be. And I just, and the story's really interesting. And like, it's like a detective kind of thing, sort of, but it's, know, it's like Harry Potter, but like fun and, and a little more adult. So. All right, cool. All right, I'm sold. Uh, it's, it's funny. Like, I can't remember a lot of the shows I'm watching at the moment um, that I'm up to date on, but except for the peripheral. So uh, I'm, yeah. up to, I'm up to date on that. What do you and, think? So we're uh, like, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, man. I'm kind of worried where they're like, something needs to happen. You know what I mean? It's like we've hit this kind of middle part where they're plateauing. I'm, I'm digging it. And I don't know why it's working for me, but I do understand. And I agree with what you said. Like, I wish a little more happened. That's probably my, my major gripe there. Other than that, like, I really liked, spoilers for anyone who's not watched the peripheral. I like the old man hitman guy like all right yeah he seemed like he seemed really cool i think i would have kept him around a little longer but uh, i liked well, him you never you never know uh good boy sheriff finally uh did something interesting <laughs> rather than be a you know, cookie cutter um, um, um clean cut like superman kind of you know personality so that was cool uh there's a 
woman in the future parts, I can't remember the actor's name, but she plays the character Charisse, uh, bald head. Yes, she's uh, lady. She, yeah. She's the head of yeah. RI. Her, all right, so anyone who's seen this show will might know what I'm talking about, but there's an old 70s, late 70s, early 80s uh, BBC show called Blake Seven. It's a sci-fi show. It was originally billed as being like Dirty Dozen in Space, that kind of thing. And uh, there's a, a woman in that who, her name's Serverland. And like, she's like the fucking baddest motherfucker on in the show. She's one of the best villains I've ever seen. And this woman, Cherise, the head of RI, I'm like, I get Serverland vibes from her. So every time she's on screen, I'm just yeah. like, man, I, she's amazing, like every time. And I really like uh, this uh, detective uh, lady that turned up in the last couple of episodes. I'm like, I think this lady's stealing the show. She's absolutely fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, okay. So, like, that's the thing about, you know, in this show, you get the the regular world and then you get the future, right? So, the I feel like that every time we go to the future or every couple episodes in the future, there's a new, like, more badass character reveal. And, like, yes. to me that that detective lady is the most badass so far because she feels like that she just dominates everybody that she's around and there she has some special power they mentioned it at one point they're like listen you can't lie to her kind of thing you know and you, you just have to talk to her because she's gonna she's gonna make you talk and it's just the way she is and so it's it's neat how everybody like i guess i'm kind of skipping around but there's another character that i am personally in love with and i would like to have all her babies and that is the uh the Indian robot lady. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Maybe, oh, what is going on there? Maybe she's, uh, she might be middle Eastern. I'm not sure. She's just, I know you mean that, yeah. of all time. And she's kicking everybody's ass. And it's like, wow, kick my ass. Yeah. The dude with no legs, like right before he gets kicked off the building, he's like, uh, I think I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way. So that, that was amazing. I like, I like yeah. his character. His character is extremely compelling. There's a, oh, there's these books I read when I was a kid. I love them so much. They're called the guardians of the flame and it's a generic setup, but man, what a, it's like an adult, uh, you know, adult fantasy series. And basically what it is, is these people, these kids, college kids, they're playing dungeons and dragons type game. And it turns out that their professor that leads the game is actually a wizard and he transfers them into the you know world that they're playing in. And one of the guys is in a wheelchair. And so when he goes to the world, he's the strong like dwarf character that is badass. So he doesn't want to come back to the real world, you know, and it's the same kind of thing with this uh, with this, uh, you know, character that has no legs in the show. I mean, what a compelling story. I love that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Uh, Why did you bring me back? Yeah, just transfer me as a robot in the future. And especially now that I've met my dream lady as well. So uh, make that happen. So, yeah, I think it's 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 such a good cast. But at, uh, I guess I said to Charity during episode seven, I'm like, this is really good. Uh, I think they have enough characters now. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep just adding characters. Can, can can you wait till season if you get if this goes to season two i don't know if it's a mini series or an actual series series but if they get a season two like maybe you can save some characters for like that season like i feel like we have enough to work with now let's go with that <laughs> because uh man at some point i'm just like oh yeah he's the gangster dude oh yeah he's he's the dumb husband of where's the gangster Chloe son friend. 
like the gangster dude's son's been gone for a couple episodes. He took that money, remember? And then we're like, okay, nephew, yeah. so what now? Yeah, nephew, that guy. And that character is interesting too, because he seems like he's one of these like tweener types, and we don't know which way he'll go. And so I don't know. It's you're right. It's a fantastic show. What am I talking about? The last episode had that huge fight in the building, you know, that where yeah. they it was like the video game levels and stuff. I'm I'm whining about nothing with the plateau stuff. It just I think there was like two episodes where nothing really kind of happened and they were just filling time. But um, Luke, I, I'm not gonna spoil anything for you because I I think you should watch this personally. But there's a a show. Uh, did you ever watch Dark? No. Oh my God, Luke, what are you doing with your life? That's like the <laughs> best show. I've, I mean, that's one of my favorite shows I've ever seen. It is okay. just incredible. It's a time travel show that takes an angle on time travel you've never seen before. And it's just like, I it's so mind boggling complicated, but like everything is planned out perfectly. It's one of those shows where like, like imagine if Lost ended after three seasons and they knew exactly what they were doing on every every moment oh. and it wasn't just wandering around that that's what dark is it's fantastic so the makers of darks had another netflix show just come out and it's called 1899 and it's really cool and like i learned something about it that i think is important i wish i would have known this before and that is that they filmed it in kind of a new way that's really fascinating so i mean it's it's basically rear projection but mm. what they did is that they built this giant room inside a studio that is circular. So it's it's basically a big circle of screens. So not it's not rear projection. It's it's 180 degree proje projection, except for where the little camera, the camera crew has to be. So they build like it, it all takes place like most of it takes place on a like 1899 like sh uh, vessel, like giant ship, you know, cargo ship that they're taken from. I don't know what country to America and everybody on the ship is dour and dark and they, they all have some dark past and there's all these secrets. And it's similar to Lost in the fact that you have all these characters and you learn about them through flashbacks somewhat, but it is crazy. And there's all this cool ass sci-fi shit and just, it is bonkers. But what's neat is that much like any show that's similar to that, there's parts of it where you're like, I don't know if this is real or not. And the way it's filmed in this like 180 degree like screen situation is it feels a little bit phony at times and you're like you're thinking oh well that's just cheap effects but it's not it's intentional and it's part of the whole storyline and it is really really well made and i burned right through it and i kind of want to watch it again over and over again it's really good all right what was that second uh, 1899 right all right yeah that's a good show but i mean right. but dark come on dark is like <clears throat> it's the greatest time travel story ever told it is it'll be an easy sell too because um charity likes time travel stuff so that'll be oh, an easy sell. and she needs to see dark like oh my god it's i can't here's an example of something that happens in dark that makes your head explode is that it they, they introduce many many concepts so here's a little tiny one that doesn't give any spoilers is that if you go back in time you can't be killed because you have to survive to go back in time right so like <laughs> depending i mean depending on what you're path is in the timelines or whatever but like some people go back in time and someone tries to kill them but they can't they just show up again alive you know and it's like because they can't be killed because they have to you know so like it's it's 
it's you know obviously you know in time travel it's one of the big questions is can we affect our past can we change our past and that's a big question in that show but it also goes into so many other things and it is all the characters are interesting and they just become more and more interesting as the show goes on and you learn more about them because holy shit the things you learn about them are just you'll they'll make your head explode and you're gonna need a chart <laughs> i'm just imagining charlie day from always sunny you know that meme yes so we're just yes, got the flow charts and stuff yeah and get, get the right. red the red uh thread out and all that stuff so Sonic, 18, which one did you rather watch first i would i mean like i think dark's the better show i think it's like one of the best shows ever made i don't think finished, right? oh yeah yes yeah, there's three seasons it's on netflix i mean they knew exactly what they were doing like they knew that they knew what the last episode was going to be when they wrote the first one. And it's like, it's almost like they wrote it backwards and they did a good job. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. That's also, other than the peripheral, it's been mostly uh, well tag league because, you know, these are on at my night time, which is like prime watching stuff time. But uh, I have managed to squeeze a couple movies in and that's because you know, even Australia, for some reason, has Black Friday sales, even though we don't have Thanksgiving or anything like that. I don't care. Things are cheap for that weekend, so I don't give a fuck what the reason is. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, I, I got Shutter for like four bucks for two months or something like that. So I've, I've checked out two movies from there. One I thought had potential but didn't quite land the way I wanted to, and that was uh, Blood Vessel, uh, But uh, which is like it has a, such a cool setup. It's like... All right, a whole bunch of like survivors from a World War II medical ship. Or they're on a raft, they're all starving and shit, and then they bump into a German, big German ship. And there's no one on it, and there's vampires and shit on it and stuff as, as well. But it, okay. like I'm watching it, thinking, all right, you set this atmosphere up really well. I'm I'm enjoying it. Cool. And then I was just like, where, where are the vampires? Where where are they? What's going on? And then like they. They turn up at about an hour into the movie. I'm just like, but we know from the trailer that they're, why would you wait so long? So, yeah, it was just, other than that, like, it has a lot of potential. It's not a bad movie. It passes the time quite nicely. It's it's, it's not bad. But uh, but the, the other movie I watched that I absolutely loved, and it's definitely not for everyone, and I even had to look away a couple of times. So uh, there's this group of guys, they called Astron 6, and they make really fun weird movies inspired usually by horror movies of the past so they got one that's all about old a pastiche and old giallo films italian horror movies called the editor they've got one that has like monsters that look straight out of something like power rangers or something it's called psycho gorman and i absolutely oh, love that yeah movie. we watched that last remember that that was bye yeah <laughs> bye mimi is that oh my god that fucking character is so great so that same company did a before they did those two movies they did this movie called Father's Day and it's the the main character is the dad from Psycho Gorman he's actually like one of the guys from the production company and uh it's about him a priest and a prostitute they go hunting a uh Father's Day serial killer named Chris Fuckman F U C H M A N so <laughs> We're what Charity and I are watching the start of this movie. I have a fi- I had a feeling it would be like a, a funny kind of film. We're watching it at the start though, and we're having dinner, 
and uh, I was worried that she'd walk out because about a week or so earlier, I watched this movie called Revenge of the Green Dragons. And the start of that is brutal, like very violent and confronting. And she was like, what are you watching, Luke? Oh, Revenge of Green Dragons sees that one scene. I'm, bye. I'm, I'm going to go do bye. stuff now. <laughs> yeah, bye. Anyway, the start of Father's Day starts with like, oh, Chris Fuckman doing some serial killer shit. And I look at charity and then I'm thinking, think to myself, all right, maybe this was a bad choice. And then for the rest of the movie, like, we just, it, we just couldn't stop laughing. Just about how absurd Good. and crazy and absolutely nuts. It's a trauma movie as well. Ah, oh, gotcha. Okay. So uh, I guess that's how they got their start. They made their first movie, major movie with trauma, I guess, and then they. they hey, that's how South on. Park guys did too. So, yep. you know, there, Mr. Lloyd Kaufman a... himself does appear as well. So, yep. <laughs> there's a movie from 1997 called Father's Day that's uh, starring Billy Crystal and Robin and Williams. Williams. <laughs> yes. So, so I might have trouble finding the other one. So, uh, <laughs> I think I see it right here. Um, I saw Wakanda Forever. I didn't tell you that. Uh, pretty good, pretty good movie, pretty solid. I can't hate on it. I thought it was pretty good. I don't know if I liked the yeah. first one as much as I like this one. And it had your fish guy in it, and he ran around Mango. doing fish things. And but man, he had the little wings on his feet, and it's so fucking stupid. And there's no way you cannot make it fucking stupid. But I gotta tell you, he there's a scene where we first meet him, and it's one of the coolest scenes in any Marvel movie. So that's a that's a good movie. Just saying. All right. I might I might check it out when it uh, hits uh, uh, stream or something like that. Uh, I use my mate's Disney Plus. <laughs> when, uh, I think he uses my Amazon, so it's all good. It works out. But uh, you know, uh, I I didn't watch the last. Thor movie. I used to watch all of these because I'm a I'm a comic book bit of a comic book nerd. Spider Man and Batman are my two favorites, so kind of cliche, but they have the best baddies. But I, I I went from like watching all of these to being like, man, there's a lot of these. Holy yeah. holy shit! It's uh. And there's TV easier. shows and yeah. Yeah, and the TV shows now. I'm like, uh, I like other stuff too. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I just, uh, my brother-in-law wanted to see it. My sister wouldn't go with him. So I'm like, I'll go, man. And we went and saw it. We had a blast. It was a good time. And they, they're like, you know, the one, the main character died. So they had to figure out what to do. And like the opening scene is a really, really cool funeral. Like it is like the coolest funeral scene in any movie ever. And like they do a great job. And basically what they do is they, you know, spoilers for Wakanda Forever. They tell you. They, without telling you, they basically just let you know that the character that Chadwick Boseman was playing also has this was sick, basically. You know what I mean? That's pretty much what it is, and that he died, and it's like, oh shit. And one of the characters really tried to save him, but they couldn't. So what are they gonna do now? Here we go. And and it's it's good. It's a good movie. I thought it was awesome. Um, so it looks like Father's Day is available on Amazon Prime uh, to rent for four dollars. So. Uh, I'll look into that because I really, really liked Seiko Gorman and I would like to watch more of their movies. Oh, so. dude, the, like, it, there's this one scene where the, the, the vigilante's sister wants to help him, and like the prostitute's in the room as well. She's like, You got to take me with you. No, it's too dangerous. And the prostitute's like, uh, I, I'm coming with you. And the guy's like, Yes, you are. 
Anyway, who are you again? So he won't take his sister, but he, this this one this uh, male prostitute guy has no idea who he is. Yeah, you can come with me because he's a bloke. So it's like it plays with those uh, kind of things. It's a movie like I think it's set in the seventies and stuff like that. It's very grindhouse, so it's very grimy and gory and explicit and all this kind of stuff. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's I understand if it's not for everyone because there is some stuff, but you know, the, it, it all serves the uh, kind of crazy wackiness of the of the movie, and it kind of works in a way. But uh, I understand if people watch it and they're just like, "Look, what the fuck was that?" <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple movies like that that I can't recommend. You know, like oh, yeah. I can't publicly recommend. I can recommend it like as a secret, but other than that, it's like you know, there's a couple movies that's like, yeah, I just can't really publicly recommend them because they're just a little too crazy. And just they'll make people think things of you that aren't true. So, yeah. So I always go by the I always <laughs> listen to John Waters. He he, he always said that uh, fam, famous quote. It's like, uh, uh, life is short. Watch a fucked up movie. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Every now and again, I take him up on his advice, but not always. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it's been mostly like and the good thing about a lot, a lot of horror movies is they're 90 minutes. So I can, it's an easy, kind of nice and easy investment for me. I'm, I like the 90 minute movies. They're my, my sweet spot, even though my favorite movies tend to be long. <laughs> well, Luke, I mean, if I'm going to quote, you know, something that John Waters wrote, I would say, kill everyone now, condone first degree murder, uh, advocate cannibalism, eat shit. Filth is my politics and filth is my life awesome that sounds like That's is like, that cecil b demented it's uh it's yes it's from pink flamingos it's it's not oh, pink from, flamingos yeah and it's yeah you know, it's like one of the best parts of that movie he's <laughs> <laughs> given a you know a speech to the to the press and just says stuff like that and then literally eats shit <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh christina richie's in one uh, one of his movies as well really? uh, with uh yeah with uh edward furlong it's called Pekka. Oh, right, that. right. Okay, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's, that's a, that's a pretty fun one. My, my favorite, I think, is always Cecil B. Demented. I, I love that. But I like some Crybaby as well. I like that's pretty fun. Because it's just wild. It's great. <laughs> but yeah. yes, this movies are super fucked up. And uh, eh, nothing wrong with that, you know. Well, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm excited also, for... Also, camp uh, away, too. What's that? Also high camp as well. Oh, uh, the John Woods movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Time. Yeah. Well, I mean, if anybody takes anything out of this conversation we had though, is that you should watch Dark. You should watch uh Wednesday. That is so good. I'm I'm like, oh, I can't believe peripheral. I can't believe how good it is. I can't believe it. It's like, what? How did you okay? <laughs> it, I don't know. I'd also add the peripheral because like you've got yes. uh, virtual reality. This is Checks all my old charities boxes. Virtual reality, check. Time travel, yes. Uh, alternate timeline breakages and stuff, uh, check. Robots. Uh, robots, uh, as well. It's it's like a, it's got like almost everything you can expect from sci-fi, just except for you know space travel and stuff. So <laughs> and aliens. And like I but, said uh, before, so good. because the because the main characters are just kind of dumb rednecks, or you seem that way, they're really accessible. You know, it's not like they're not like 
better than you as as a watcher. You're watching it and going, okay, I could put myself in these these people's position. But yeah. something I love I love about that show is that every time they 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 doubt each other, especially the brother and sister. You know what I mean? And she's supposed to be the one with the most agency. She's the one in control. But when the brother needs to step up, he's fucking awesome. And it's like he's not a dumbass. He's just that's just how he acts, you know, and it's I don't know. I really like that when characters are not dumbasses and when they don't I have thought to fail. Dumb. Yeah, they don't have to fail like I to to get over. You know what I mean? Like to me, he gets over because he's a badass and because he acts like a normal person. You know, I don't know. I, I enjoy those characters a lot. I didn't care that I much that... about the story. I just really like the characters. The characters are great. And I, yeah, that's what I, I, I thought they were going the, because uh, she, she's really smart and good at the virtual reality future stuff. Oh, they're going to portray him as being dumb. But uh, like even in the last episode, he's just like, I was in the army, dude. I think I know how to handle the situation. Yeah. Like, get out of here. Like, let, let me do this, you know, because she doubts yeah. him a little bit. And then he shows her and she's like, oh, yeah. But I mean, she's also getting her brain fucked with. And so is he. And it's like, oh, my God, the brains are probably mush. It's not good. Oh, my God. You think and, they're going to yeah. end up like just having to live in the robot body somehow? Is someone going to get trapped in the robot body? It's got to happen, right? You know? Yeah. Well, you know, they might want to escape what might happen. It's even got like apocalypse elements and all this fun stuff. It's. Yeah. It's it's really really cool cool use of technology and stuff. It's got really rich characters and when when a character I haven't seen for an episode or two come, turns up, I immediately know who they are. I'm just like, oh yep yep okay let's let's keep going here. Yeah. What have do you remember? There's this uh it's probably the best Black Mirror episode like serious one, not oh, like sure. there's been a couple that are it's called San Gennaro and it's about this yeah. like uh this gay women couple. And they fall in love and they like basically they've created heaven. You know, heaven's a real thing. And it's it's the way they explain it. It makes a lot of sense. And this is similar. And what I mean is, is that like like they're setting up a situation in peripheral where a character could die in their timeline, but still be alive in the other timeline. And so that's very interesting to me. And I hope that they do something with that. Yeah. So uh, I hope so too, especially for the uh, the gentleman with no legs. He deserves it. Yeah. He's one of the best characters. <laughs> is, I love his like his whole like fuck you attitude. Plus his like we get to see the like okay that's a show that uses flashbacks really well, right? Because like his flashbacks mm. are terrifying and like they're they're really they tell you a lot about him and they tell you a lot about the other characters. Remember like there's a one of the characters in the last episode had to like dial into his buddy while his buddy was experiencing death, you know? And so that means he's going to experience death. And it's like, Oh my God, these guys are fucked up. <laughs> and it's for yep. good reason. It's, ah, oh, it's great. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, but the, just be warned, uh, as Andy says, I don't agree. There's probably an episode or two that could have maybe had like a 10, 15 minutes trimmed out of it and all that kind of stuff. But no show's perfect. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. you know, it's but it's good. It sets up the situations like, for example, one of those episodes is just the the like rich guy in the you know future timeline just kind of talking and setting shit up. And then when that detective shows up, it's like, oh, shit, he's fucked. <laughs> so it's like if we didn't have those other episodes, we wouldn't have gotten to that. So uh, so that, maybe Andor is a good show, you know, that's <laughs> that scene is amazing, too, by the way, because usually when you see like a cop coming, 
And uh, the gangster's like, all right, motherfuckers, you keep your mouth shut. You know what to do, right? Instead, he's just like, yeah, just tell him everything because uh, <laughs> otherwise this woman's going to fuck our shit right up. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, she's a great character. So, well, Oh, my God. Man. Yeah. yeah, lots of good TV going on. And, like, I don't know if there's any good movies coming out or anything, but I'm excited for uh, there's an, a show. Like, I don't know if we've ever talked about this show, Luke. And I know we're going a little longer maybe than what we wanted, but it is bizarre. It, and, like, it's – it's like I, I I love it because of how I how much how dumb it is. Okay, it's called Yellowstone, and it's on like Peacock or something like that, right? Yeah. They just started a new season. This is a show with Kevin Costner where he plays like a rancher, right? But his family right. and him are fucking murderers, and they're supposed to be the good guys. And like, dumb people love this show, Luke, because they they it's like dream fulfillment for them. Right. The show is. And like I finally figured it out. I'm like, why do people like this? Because it's so bad. It's really bad. And it's like it's shot well. It's you know, there's cool shots of like horses doing stuff and like there's neat stuff in the show. But it is awful. It's so it's written poorly. The dialogue is stupid. The things that the characters do are like, why should I like this person? Fuck them. They're assholes. But it's like. It's kind of like right wing uh, wish fulfillment for people. And it's really fascinating oh, right. to watch. And um, I they're starting a new season. But I just Peacock had a uh, Black Friday sale where they were like, oh, for 12 bucks, you can watch for a whole year. And I'm like, OK, I'll do that. And so I signed up for a year and I'm excited to watch uh, Yellowstone again leading up to the new season because it is just outrageous. <laughs> and it is, well, that's the thing, though, it's like... so fun. You, you can have your smart, brainy shows that tickle that side of your brain, but I feel like everyone needs something that's trashy. I know that's probably it why so trash. many people yes. like reality shows, right? <laughs> like, I don't watch that stuff, but I understand why, because it's a bit of trash TV and you need that. I mean, for me, like, I'd love Beavis and Buddy unconditionally, and I know that's really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I love it. It's like it's like my one of my trashy happy places. So, uh, I, and I like watching really, really, really bad B grade, Z grade movies too. I don't really review those. Those are just for fun. Like Troll Two, you know, with Room, that kind of level of bad. Like I love that kind of shit, which is my trashy good time. Yeah. Samurai Cop. <laughs> I haven't oh, seen like shit. something like that in a while. I don't think. I mean, maybe I need to bust out an old uh, shitty movie because those are those are a lot of fun. But uh, well, but yeah, man. So- I, before before you continue, I'll give you two recommends. They're both on Tubi, I think. American Tubi, uh, Miami Connection. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Samurai Cop, man, do that. Yeah, I've seen them both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good man. Samurai man. Cop's awesome. I mean, just watching the guy's hair is like the most fascinating thing. You know, it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently like at one point they had to cut they had to do tons of reshoots and he had cut his hair off so they wore a wig and the wig like falls off and stuff <laughs> and they just kept it in that movie's fantastic i love that movie so much it's it's just yeah it is incredible have you seen the second one i have uh yeah, i understand what i was going for but yeah, no, because now they're intentionally trying to make a bad movie, whereas the first yeah. movie was made by someone who thought he was making something awesome. And well, he did. But you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And Tommy Wazoo is the bad guy. And he's like, oh, I'm going to do my Tommy Wazoo thing. But now it's corporatized, you know, so it's like 
it's not funny. You know, like you said, it's like if you are trying to make a bad movie on purpose, it's not it's not. You know, what's great about watching a bad movie is that they were trying to make a good one. <laughs> so, yeah. You can't, uh, you, know, you can't make a happy accident on purpose, you know? No, I mean, are you familiar with Neil Breen? Do you know who that is? Oh, my God. Yeah. You know who that is, right? So I haven't watched yeah. one of his movies in a while. Maybe I need to bust out a Neil Breen, watch Double Down again. <laughs> that, shit is, that guy. Wow. What a character. Man, that guy is absolutely bizarre. And, uh, he disappeared. It's been a while since he's put anything out, or maybe I just don't know about it, you know. Then you got like like suburban scratch Sasquatch is pretty good. Bird Demic, you got. <laughs> oh man, all these levels of of really bad, and it's just it's just a good time. Like it's like it, it's the movie equivalent of the opening like episodes of say. Uh, Australian or American Idol, right? So you got American Idol, you got the guys, you got the tryouts, and then you'll have the interview where the guy's like, "Man, my voice is smooth like butter. I am the best singer they've ever heard, and they haven't even heard me yet." You know, they'll just big up cells like, and then they sing, and they're like the most tone deaf motherfucker <laughs> you've ever heard in your life, and they're really awful. Yeah, that's what a good B movie is when you've got a director yeah. that feels like they're making Scorsese. <laughs> When really, yeah, they're they're, they're making really trash. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Well, Luke, I guess wrestling's happening again, so we're gonna do another roundup episode like this, and then probably you know actually get back to reviewing wrestling properly when the finals roll around. Uh, so you know, I figure we'll have one more show like this, and then uh, you know we'll get back to wrestling. But yeah, there's two. Uh, shows leading up to uh, maybe they'll add some we'll see but at this point there's two road to uh wrestle kingdom shows so you know december is going to be a light as far as wrestling goes uh, once we get past the finals which is fine with me because we're still going to have several episodes we'll have you know probably four in in december because we got takataichi mania we got the finals of world tag league we got the rest of world tag league and then we got the road to wrestle kingdom i don't know i'm excited for that stuff too absolutely so am i uh, this was good. This was a good format because uh, uh, don't I was just like like you. I'm like my notes are getting smaller. It's like mine too. Uh, so yeah, it, there is that. It, it is wrestling and it is happening and. <laughs> don't <laughs> care. Sorry, I just don't yeah. care. It's hard to care right now. And and like I said before. I think that this is, you know, I've been trying to get to this point with World Tag League for a while. I'm glad you finally joined me because, you know, we've covered it almost regularly every year, just kind of like a little less, you know, uh, detailed. But now it's just like, uh, I think this should be our vacation every year from New Japan because it used to be mine and we're going to cover Fantastic Mania. So we need to take oh, it light here. Yes. Otherwise, we're going to be upset later on. So. Well, let me just say it on audio because you tend to re remember these better than I do. Uh, I only remembered it after watching seven episodes of World Tag League. I wish I had remembered this a lot sooner to tell you that uh, maybe next December we can be uh, the Never Stardom podcast or something. I don't, I don't okay, know. Yeah. that'd be fun. Yeah. And like just do different a different promotion, you know, they're. 
they had a big show recently, I think. And um, I'm interested too. Billy Starks did have a bunch of matches. She had her last match like yesterday in Tokyo Joshi Pro. So I can't wait to go back and watch that in January because I'm going to get Wrestle Universe in January for that month. We'll watch all the Noah stuff. I mean, January is going to be jam packed at the beginning. I can't, I'm excited for that. I got the first week of the year off as usual, and uh, it's going to be Wrestling City. So I'm excited for that. And uh, I have a lot of stuff to look forward to, you know? Yeah, we'll mix a bit of, uh, we'll probably mix a bit of Noah into our uh, episodes as well because. Uh, Absolutely. Some final Muda stuff to talk about. We've got Breadman over there who's doing really well. I mean, you know, I. I, I love that he's doing really well, but don't put gold on him. Have you been feeling? Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Four, That's four fine. tens on. Like tens on's like what? Like what happened? Why you you just you, you know? Like, I bet you. Cigarettes. I bet you five bucks that uh, that episode where Macabe turned up, he tried to go backstage and be like, hey, uh, maybe I can come over here and have a few title runs, and they're like, <laughs> no. <laughs> they just looked at him and went, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes indeed so yeah you know maybe, maybe that's what we'll do next year if uh one of us remembers or anyone listening remembers and reminds us who knows what will oh, happen as soon as world tag league gets announced i'll remember that i'll be like oh <laughs> shit how do i get out of world this tag league how do i get it yeah how do i get out of this <laughs> same brain yes <laughs> wait we said we could watch stardom this month that's right oh, damn all right, yeah. So, hot uh, damn. Hot damn. That's a it, brand it, of cinnamon whiskey, by the way, uh, which is oh, really? a thing that is very popular in the United States. It's funny because cinnamon whiskey wasn't popular until they called it Fireball. Now it's yeah, you know, we they fireball named it after here. they named it after Akira, and now it's really popular. You know, but uh, right. and like that is the open. redneck go-to like good drink. Like tonight we're gonna drink Fireball. Like it's going down. Like oh okay, because it's it's oh. basically schnapps. Get out of here, you know. So that's what they're drinking in uh, in peripheral then a uh, bit of Fireball. <laughs> Definitely. And, and well, yeah, probably. If it was set 20 years earlier, it would be hot damn. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah, man. I'm glad it was a little longer because uh, it's usually not eight days between episodes and stuff like that. Usually we'll be like, we'll do one every realm or something. So thanks. Thanks for this. Thanks for rearranging your sketch so we can do it tonight rather than my morning. No, so uh, that worked out, it. you know, my, my work schedule has been changed recently and things are things are happening. Stuff's moving around. Things are happening. So this worked out good. The hipping and the happening. Yes. And <laughs> hop, hopping and the hipping and the rapping. So, yeah. Uh, if you, I love it in real tag league, everyone, I'm sure there's places you can go for that and all the power to you guys. But if you enjoyed our coverage of this, the, the our next episode is going to be kind of like that too. So, uh, be aware of that. And yeah, fuck, this was also all lots of fun. Is go booking this? Do I still say go to only trust? Hmm. In Taka, we trust. Watch dark. <laughs>